you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL Podcast. Only signs prove it deals. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy New Year. <laughs> did I stress those words properly? Uh, yes, I think you did. There was a big countdown. I don't know if you guys noticed that in the newsroom today as the as the free agency clock was dwindling down about to start. That It was like New Year's Eve. I try to block out as much of the activity in the newsroom as possible without being irresponsible to my duties at the office. But it was anticlimactic anyways. Uh, ha- most of the big names, half of free agency was over before free agency started. It was busier last night, which means Tuesday night and really early Wednesday morning than it was after free agency started. Well, here's the thing. They they changed the rules. Mm-hmm. The, the legal tampering period went from three days to two, but with that came a, a loosening of the negotiation practice here. And all these deals, really free agency, and Wes, you were in Tybee Island during basically the first two days of free Savvy agency move. is the way it worked out. I know you. you he, let, he read the fine uh, wording in the uh, change <laughs> in the league policy. <laughs> Because free agency kicked off at, at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern on Monday, really, or whenever it yeah, was. Yeah, that's fair. And it's been it's actually been good for us. It's been a steady stream of news, really, since the week started. We, we covered some of it on our first podcast. I believe 21 of our top 35 players are accounted for. 11 of our top 13 are off the market. Uh, you know, which mm. is just an hour after free agency started, that was true. Also, Matt, Co- Matt Schaub and Matt Castle. If you wanted them, you're too late to the party. Wes, I (laughs) openly had concerns that you'd come back to us in a box. uh, Well, he wouldn't be buried here. 
Right, but maybe there'd be a mix-up because they'd send the body to his home address, and then it'd be like, well, he doesn't want to be buried here. A mix-up corpse. We got to send him. They'd be like, where do we send him? I don't know. Cincinnati? I, I don't know. An island off Georgia? But you were at Tybee Island. Uh, you don't appear to be as ill as when you left. Um, how was your trip? I'm recovering from the trip. I got it out of my system. I don't need to go there for a long time. <laughs> do you remember our <laughs> conversation had- <laughs> on the podcast uh, last Thursday? I do remember. Oh, I don't good. think it happened on Thursday, did it? Good job by Wes. He did caught it? a trick question. It was Monday. Oh, Monday. You'll see. Wow. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. So that was a long week for us, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, I caught that one. I like that. I have a quick question for you because you said you noticed teeth on a bar top and that they were women's teeth. How did you know they were women's teeth? I have no teeth? idea if they were women's teeth. Well, you, okay, you made a very pointed comment that it was a woman's pair of teeth. I, I just was wondering how you knew. Might not have been operating at full capacity. What, Wes was wa- walking, stumbling around Tybee Island looking for a gummy woman that might have been uh, That's, his dream, I don't dream like, lady. I don't like where you're going with that. <laughs> I did. I asked Wes privately uh, if he was faithful when he was in Tybee. He said, he said yes. I asked Wes if, uh, you know. If, what else did I ask you? A lot of private questions. Maybe I won't share all of them. I think if I was tempted yeah. to be unfaithful, of course not. I was not tempted yeah. at all. Yeah, that was a test. Dan, your hair right now yes. What's wrong with is that? at an absolutely outrageous level. <laughs> I haven't. You know, I'm busy. It's free agent frenzy. You don't have time to check it out. Am I wrong, yeah. Greg? No, you're right. It's hands this hair frenzy right now. In, the, in Studio 66. It does appear to be more wild than normal. Well, come on, guys. This is an audio show. The listeners aren't getting much out of this. I will, che- I will check it out in the window, in the mirror when I get out of here. But we have so much to get to. And it, as uh, the evidence is in my left hand, I, I like to print out all the news that we talk about each day. And really, um, I don't, I don't, Greg, trying to take a picture. I, I don't want to, I would like to see it first before it goes up to the masses. <laughs> Uh, my hair, of course. Um, I hold in my hand the uh, all the news that's fit for the pod, and it's a most I've ever printed up. So there's a lot to get to. So uh, that will be the totality of today's show. No fun and games, Mark. I know you want to have some type of uh, wacky, uh, you know, side game where we get away from football and you just want to have fun and have flights of fancy, but not today. Pass. Not today, Mark. <laughs> uh, you will talk football and you'll like it. So let's get into it. And and Brandon behind the glasses is show number two for you since you took over uh, for the great legend, living legend La Cid up there on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> we all know, uh, Wes, while you were away, we made it clear to Brandon that uh, Sydney, the gold standard, Zach Goldman, and K. Rich, Crystal Rich, were all on uh, ATN producer Mount Rushmore. And there is a open spot if Brandon wants it, is the way I put it. Dangle that carrot. Poor TD. Oh, <laughs> I know. That's true. <laughs> TD is more property in terms of producer, uh, the Damashek family. That's all right. Tree. So I see where you're going. It's not a slight in any way. No, 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 no. This is more a carrot and stick thing with Brandon. I, I see what you're doing here. And so far, he's doing a great job. The effort is there. I appreciate that. Whether he becomes a transcendent-type producer remains to be seen. We have Most likely not. We have several months to find <laughs> out. Let's do some free agency news. The 2016 league year is upon us. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> that, of course, the voice of a friend of the Around the NFL podcast, Andrew Siciliano, uh, about, you know, 
24 straight hours of live coverage in Studio 1 and 2 at NFL Network here. So let's get into it. It is a new year, uh, and it starts with the biggest news of the week. It, it went down on Wednesday afternoon. Brock Osweiler, who just won a Super Bowl ring uh, with the Broncos, he started seven games, of course, was then replaced by Peyton Manning for the stretch run. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people assumed, uh, Chris Wessling, that once the dominoes fell into place and Peyton Manning retired, there would be a deal done for Brock and away they go after, you know, basically, uh, you know, shining him up for four straight years. Instead, Brock bolts. He signs a huge deal with the Houston Texans. Uh, it's worth 17 million, uh, excuse me, 72 million over four years. A source told NFL media insider Ian Rappaport. Uh, Texas owner owner Bob McNair told the Houston Chronicle that, quote, quarterback was our number one priority, and now they have a quarterback, or do they? I think that's a fair question. <laughs> I also think Dave Damashek was correct about this. Uh, he nailed heard, it. We heard from Jeff Darlington today, and John Elway basically backed that up, that, that Brock Osweiler had his feelings hurt and stopped returning phone calls in Denver, not just to executives and general managers, but to players as well. Yeah, he didn't like the fact that he was benched, and he had another opportunity, and his agents played it perfectly well. He had exactly two teams uh, going after him, which is a great recipe uh, to get paid, and he's getting paid huge money, and we can talk about it from both sides. Maybe let's start with the Houston side, which is the pressure that's going to be on Brock Osweiler now, because in the regular season last year, Brian Hoyer was a better quarterback than Osweiler. It's close. You know, whatever. They were both kind of middle-of-the-road type of starters. But numbers-wise, you know, Hoyer was a better quarterback. And the expectation will be that this offense needs to get a lot better fast. I mean, there would be pressure on him were he to have stayed in Denver and replaced Peyton Manning. Any quarterback starting is facing a ton of pressure. I like this move. I do, and I understand it's going to get whacked, and it has potential for disaster if he doesn't emerge to become the quarterback that people think. This but could be an all-time disaster. It could be, but it all also time. is an example of a team saying, look, it, we've won nine games twice in the, over the past two years, nine and seven, two times in a row. We've got key players. We've got a great wide receiver. We've got J.J. Watt. We've got players all over the field. We don't have a quarterback and it is an upgrade over Brian Hoyer. I don't care about last right. year's it's, stats. I, I think it's better. I don't potential. care at all about last year. Brian Hoyer and that whole hodgepodge of nonsense needed to go. They went for it. Go! This, I like how, it. How are we confident he's an upgrade over Brian Hoyer? He, he has let, some skill set. He's good pocket movement, a good arm. I mean, he had he a poor sack things. rate, a poor TD rate, and led the NFL in three and out rate and got benched for one of the worst quarterbacks. It's a risk. NFL. I'm just saying I'm not going to sell him down the river after I, I just think a fair amount of starts. This is how human beings get paid. The last team wasn't happy with Brian Hoyer, so they have money to throw around and two teams interested. I just find it fascinating I, that if Brian Hoyer has a slightly better game in the wild card round of the playoffs, Brock Osweiler is probably staying in Denver. I like the, the onions, though, that Rick Smith and Bill O'Brien. I don't know if I like it, but I, I respect that they are putting their careers on the line with this pick. I mean, this is going to decide the football future in Houston and Denver for the next couple of years. And Rick Smith's at a point in his career, it reminds me of when Ken Wizenut and Rod Graves traded for Kevin Cobb. If this works out, those guys are made. But and if it does not work out, well, those guys are probably in, gone. There was a there, sorry. There was a mandate from the owner to get right, a quarterback, I, and they were not sitting. No in, right, they were not sitting in the position to draft. They were not going to necessarily get one in the draft, and so 
in a way, it's not that it's interference from the highest level, but if there's a mandate, maybe that explains a little bit what's happened here. I think John Elway botched this totally. I think now that we're hearing that that Brock Osweiler was re- legitimately upset, um, to me, by the way, that's a little bit of a – calm down, buddy. Let's get some perspective, Brock, on the situation here. Peyton Manning is a, a legendary player. Your coach was in a tough spot. He came back, said he was ready, and Gary Kubiak chose to believe in Peyton and say, okay, I think you can take us there. That was a that was not a typical benching that, that he was involved with. That doesn't bother me, though. That shows he's competitive okay. and he thinks he's yeah. great and he's confident. That's well, fine. it's against everything he said at the Super Bowl, but that's but, fine. But that's – I mean, that's fine that he was upset about it. But, I mean, it, it just shutting down all contact? I mean, I don't know if I, if I buy into – into that, I it's just uh, I don't understand why Osweiler would shut down emotionally it's a, with the Broncos. It's a diva move. That. I think it's well, a, a lot of them. He's also people. being coached by his agent and his representation to act a certain way and to speak a certain way during Super Bowl. Well, and they were right. I have no. He has to do that during Super Bowl. Being, that's being a good teammate. That's supporting your team. That's in the Super Bowl. That's absolutely the right thing to do. You should lie in that situation, or at least. You know, not say anything that's going to become a story. He knew he should not be a story. He was trying to avoid that, and that's that's all he could do that week. I do think from the Broncos' perspective, though, that John Elway did not handle it well, and you can see it in the in the interview that he has with the team website, uh, which he says he only wants Broncos that want to be there. And I'm thinking, okay, well, why did why did you offer him sixteen million dollars a year, bro? I mean, they the the he got played. Osweiler played and his agent. Uh, it's not really Osweiler. He played those two teams against each other perfectly. Both the Broncos came in with thirteen million dollars a year as their offer to start, and that number kept rising and rising. It got to sixteen for Denver. They ended up squeezing eighteen out of Houston. And some of the comments from Elway was taking it very personally. It should be a business for him. But wait a minute, how can we say that Elway got played and they're and they got they got waxed here when we are all saying we're not sure that Brock Osweiler's even worth the money he's being paid on any level? So they got outbid by a a team desperate to get a quarterback. He might get lucky, but he wanted to keep him. I don't want to hear anything from the Broncos that well they didn't want him that bad. No, they wanted him. Sixty and a half million. He deserves the benefit of the doubt, Elway. This is an amazing I thing. I agree I'm, with that. I'm going to read this from the team's website, which was this is the article that the Elway quotes were from. And this is, you know, from the team's website. And it, and it even mentions how bad the quarterback play was for the Broncos last season. And it goes through all the stats. And it was basically saying, hey, man, we won the Super Bowl with terrible quarterback play. True. Which is true. And it even says, considering they won with won it all with suboptimal quarterback play, the Broncos like their chances with even modest improvement under center among the various modes for roster building. There appear to be areas where they can find it. So it seems like they're playing both sides of the fence because they I, wanted to keep him. I believe that John Elwood deserves the benefit of the doubt. He's a reigning Super Bowl champion right now as a general manager, but manager, but he's also not beyond reproach. And I just it feels like to me this maybe wasn't handled as well as it could have been if there was bad blood on Osweiler's side. The fact that they didn't even negotiate with him until it got too close to free agency, it felt like, where they were juggling this yeah, situation. that's a good it, call. I feel like it could have been handled better, and now they're going to spin it and say Brock is a guy that doesn't want to be a real Bronco and all that stuff, but it seems like maybe Elway was sleeping on this a little bit, and he got burned. I don't There's, think he, he took the outside people seriously, and he should have taken the Texans seriously. There's one thing we know about today's NFL. 
mediocre quarterbacks taking up a 15 to 20 million percent or 15 to 20 million on the salary cap are competitive disadvantage. I have no problem with the way John Elway handled. Quickly before we move on, we should mention what's been reported of where the Broncos go from here because they've been caught a little flat-footed. Ian Rappaport reported that they're definitely interested in Colin Kaepernick. They mentioned he mentioned Case Keenum as a possible trade option C, but Keenum got the first-round tender as a franchise uh, restricted And the Rams tag. think he's Johnny United. So the Rams so probably aren't him. traded him. Uh, maybe Mike Ryan Lennon. Fitzpatrick, your your worst-case scenario. I hope there. it doesn't there, happen. There comes up. But th- that's what Denver's got to be looking at for their week one starter. Sandwich proposition update. <laughs> All right, that's the horn that lets you – let's hear it one more time. Sandwich proposition update. <laughs> <laughs> okay, handsome. Excuse me, Damashek had a uh, sandwich prop, Wes. And I don't know, did you listen to the show on Monday? I did not, and I didn't understand what that what sandwich proposition update up the sound thing. drop was. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Bronco. This was Sheck's uh, prop. The Broncos starting QB in Week One will have never started a game for them previously. Sheck hung some onion there, and Dan, Greg, and Mark all took him up on it. So Sheck gets three sandwiches right there. That was a great job, and he nailed the whole personal feelings of Brocky yeah. and her. Big moment for Sheck. Sheck. Uh, in other uh, Texans news, by the way, they also have a new running back, Lamar Miller, a four-year, twenty-six million dollar deal, uh, fourteen million in guaranteed money. So not only uh, do the Texans have a brand new starting quarterback, they now move on from the Arian Foster era and and get, uh, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, the most promising running back on the open market. And Lamar Miller, the Texans, looking good. Look like they're going to be a buzzy team, no doubt about it, as we head towards uh, Week One. Could be the Week One kickoff game: Brock Osweiler at Denver. We, doesn't that sound like what they'll do? I think that's exactly what oh, they'll that do. That would be intriguing. J.J. Watt and Brock Osweiler. I mean, they're not going to be selling Lamar Miller. You love Lamar Miller. I mean, Lamar Who? Lamar Miller to the Texans reminds me of, like, the guy has a big game against your team, then you sign him. Because remember he had that huge game when they were up 41 to nothing. I think he had a couple hundred yards. He, he, I'm surprised you guys find that compelling, Brock Osweiler against the Broncos. I don't find it super I could I could yeah. pick a better matchup, but I think that's the direction. I don't want to see Brock Osweiler versus whatever crappy quarterback the Broncos get on the opening. Brock night. Kaepernick. That is true. One. You could get you could get Brock Osweiler versus Brian Hoyer. Yes, you could. A <laughs> uh, couple move, of Matt Flynn's. Moving on, the New York Giants uh, had one of the worst defenses, if not the worst defense in football last year. Uh, I know, Greg, you enjoyed it a lot because you have a personal vendetta against their defensive coordinator. Well, I speak the truth. I came into the season saying they were going to struggle and Spags wasn't going to save the day, and they stunk. Well, guess what? Spags is still there, right? <laughs> That's true. And now he has a really a brand-new defense to play with, and let's just go through this, and we'll start with, uh, Wes, your boy, Ollie Vernon. Uh, Olivier Vernon, who was the odd man out, I guess you could call him, in Miami when they uh, ended their musical chairs at defensive uh, on their defensive line. Uh, but he's doing just all right. Ollie Vernon signed a $85 million deal with the Giants. Uh, that is uh, uh, crazy money, but it gets even crazier. It's 85 over five years and a whopping $52.5 million in guarantees. Uh, that's among the most of any player in football. Uh, that actually tops what Malik Jackson got with the Jaguars a, a day earlier in an agreement that came out. He got $42 million. And, uh, Greg, uh, I'll, I'll, Olivier Vernon, very nice player. PFF ranked him as the number one uh, defensive end in 4-3 schemes last season. Uh, but is he a guy that should be paid like a true superstar of the NFL? Well, 
we could bring this up with all these deals. It's just a different league. And so I think you, it's fair to criticize some of them. I'd like to see the fine print on, on this one in particular, see how it's structured. Well, but the if, guaranteed money is it, Well, crazy. but it says it guarantees, and so we'll see. It More might, than J.J. Watt. Yeah, According it, to what we know. It's crazy. Then again, the the Giants do have a much more promising defensive line. I know you're going to talk about Snacks Harrison, but let, let's get to it. Because it, to me, you got to kind of look at these. Okay, um, let's, let's the, get to the entire line, which has been completely uh, redone. Okay, JPP's back on a one-year deal that came out on Tuesday. Uh, so he signs a, a, a essentially is a very uh, lucrative prove-it deal. I think he got close to $10 million, if I'm not mistaken. So he comes back, JPP, and then they go and they pilfer from my Jets, Damon Harrison Snacks, who's been, of course, one of the best interior run-stuffing linemen of the pilfer. past four seasons, a guy that uh, undrafted, and now he got paid. He gets uh, $24 million guaranteed, a $30 million uh, a deal worth uh, $30 million over its first three years. So now you have um, Vernon, Snacks. Uh, they have Jonathan Hankins, who's, who's there. a good player. And then JPP on the other That's end. That's a great defensive Greg, line. Greg, you believe in JPP 2016 more than perhaps Wes and others. but He's got a together. glove now. He can wear a glove. There's no more yeah. club apparently after this surgery. He's got to be good. If, if, if he is 75% of the player, that is a formidable defensive line. That is a very good defensive line, and they're paying like crazy, and we'll see if that comes back to haunt them. And It just seems to me like this is the ultimate win-now team, even though they have a, a new head coach. It's a win-now GM it's got to be tough to mix all these news guys together, but it's a good-looking defensive well, line. Well, it is There's a no win now, GM. And, like, we ripped Jerry Reese for failing to build a defense, so he is trying to reverse course. And if you're a Giants fan, you got to be happy. Stinks for Tom Cough- it stinks for Tom Coughlin. He's got to be thinking, where, where were these guys last year? That's and it's what- a lot of pressure on Spagnuolo and the whole organization. It is a thing, though. If they start out 3-5, and five, it's got to be like the Dream Team Eagles. What is wrong with this team? Especially Get rid of these bums. It, it'll just be a lot of pressure, but the, they're a much better team today. With Coughlin, I thought of how Rex Ryan exactly how, they're gonna start. <laughs> how Rex Ryan felt last year when the Jets opened up their piggy bank after they didn't spend on, uh, under Idzik. But you know what? Coughlin was there plenty of years, plenty of ups and downs. It's not like he didn't have a shot over there. Come on, enough. Too rich this is there. still not a good roster. And I just want to add one more move they made, right. and it's one of the biggest moves of free agency so far. Janaris Jenkins becomes one of their starting cornerbacks, and he got a massive deal, $62.5 million over five years. <clears throat> Close to thirty million fully guaranteed, uh, and <laughs> earned forty million over the first three years of the contract. If he sticks around, I mean, this is—he's now one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in all of football. Number is two, he, is he—is he that good? I mean, Giants throwing out a lot, lot of like superstar money to guys that are just stars or he's less. Given up twenty-two touchdowns in his coverage over the last four years. This is not a shutdown corner, and frankly, I would rather have Prince Amukamura. Than Janoris Jenkins. <laughs> the Rams would rather have Tremaine Johnson, who's not exactly a Pro Bowl superstar either. They literally chose Tremaine Johnson over, over Janoris Jenkins. I just, I just like the Giants basically saying, "We're going for it." There are there are a rash of bad teams around the league that sat on their hands and did nothing. This is the opposite. It's and a again, bad team that it, did a whole lot. It, but you say that you say that they they have holes all over the place. But they had went and tried to address them. What else are you supposed right, to do? Right, but I don't think I think the Dolphins have proven that this isn't the method for winning in the NFL. But not Mar- for Miami. Buying March trophies doesn't really get you anything. Couldn't agree more. But at the same time, you cannot fix if you're Jerry Reese and you are on a one year. You've got to turn that team into a double digit win team. You can't rely on your draft picks alone to make that happen. I have. 
have a and the defense. The defense, the whole defense was a team need. It was a disastrous looking roster on defense. But you're right. They're running out of time with, with Eli Manning as well. That might be a little bit of the pressure. They have some other holes on their roster. But I don't know. The Jenkins stuff, I just can see, I can see it going sideways. I have a bit of a Sessler, by the way, that the Giants, Eli Manning is, you know, 35 years old. About three years from now, I could see Eli being old. They don't have a quarterback solution, and they're in cap hell, and they're the worst team in the league. When you really <laughs> lay out money, this much money, everybody's like, oh, the cap's always going up, and money's not an issue. When you're giving super-duper star money to these guys, I mean, Snacks is a nice player, by the way. I loved having him, but he's a two-down lineman, and you're paying him like a You've already Star. got. He's the, you've already got Hankins to be a two-down line. To me, he's the safest one of those those three too. These deals should shame anyone that signed the agents that signed deals at the end of the season. Or oh, poor Derek Wolf. Derek Wolf. Oh, guy, right. Guys like that, like. People like Von Miller, like there is no chance he is signing his franchise tag now. He is not saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to take a one-year deal for $3 million less than Olivier Vernon's making. I mean, give me a you, break. You think uh, Mo Wilkerson's still pissed at the Jets for not uh, getting his deal taken care of? Now he's like, you know, back up the Brinks truck, baby. Well, and no free agency period more than this one. Did you see on Twitter players freaking out, former and current players freaking out about the money being handed out? Did you see the Matt Flynn tweet, Mark? I know you yes, and Flynn have a complicated relationship. No, I'm fine with Flynn now. Oh, you are? Well, my issue with Flynn, he's he's upset about quarterbacks making his a lot of money. He at least was self-derogatory, you know, though. Yeah. I mean, he's saying he's a guy that went out and made way more money than he ever deserved to make. Good for him. He showed a nice sense of humor, uh, a, a level of self-awareness. I that, think so, too. I think a Mark Sessler would connect with. I think maybe you and Matty Flynn can move past. Your more in common than you think. Well, I think Flynn's another example of what we're talking about here. Is getting paid isn't about always earning it. It's about being in the right place at the right time. It, you're better off in the NFL being a, a very certain type of player in terms of getting paid, which is the very good player that is just below Pro Bowl level. It's like those guys end up making more money than the, than the Pro Bowl players because they get the money early. Who's the best example of this of all time? D'Angelo Hall. Yeah. Gets paid by everyone. Uh, speaking of somebody who's been paid and got paid again, Mario Williams, um, the former Bills defensive end who uh, barked his way out of town, uh, has signed a two-year deal with the Dolphins. Uh, it's worth $17 million with close to $12 million in guarantees. Um, the deal was confirmed on Tuesday night. He was um, released by the Bills, of course, so he was able to sign before the free agent period actually began so the Dolphins and this one Mark feels kind of uh, shaky to me it feels kind of like a Dolphins move that's not going to work out uh, and we've talked it at length about Mario Williams um, not being a guy that maybe you trust uh, on another contract and now he's going down to South Beach I don't know you got a bad vibe about this yeah because you you just Wes you mentioned the Dolphins being a prototype of a team that overspends and I have a problem with overspending for in, in, in my estimation the wrong type of player and you know we don't play and we weren't in the locker room with Mario Williams but there were speak, multiple speak, reports speak oh yeah Greg you were in the locker room with Mario Williams no, I I'll give you that <laughs> no, I play. I play. nude 
You played nothing. You Be- played tennis in middle school. Defensive tackle. Whoa. Wait, as far as wait, I know. Wait, you want to speak to that because you did go further than middle well, school. Well, I was right? a better high school athlete than Mark, so if he's going to bring that up, I mean, ah, that is whoa. nonsense. Should I lettered in three shot. sports. I, didn't, I don't be, know how. Weren't you an offensive Let- lineman? In lettering just I was a cornerback. That's exactly right. All I did was participate. <laughs> Didn't you play some college tennis? We won the state. We won the state. We won Solid. state. What state? Solid. In college? Massachusetts. No, uh, well, that wasn't what Dan asked. But anyways, <laughs> Mario Williams, I mean, there were multiple tweets today from people, his own teammates, saying that he quit on them. And so this is who you want to go. If you're the Dolphins, say we're going to anchor our defense around this. Mario Williams is talented. It's just that is this the player you're going to identify with on your defense? I don't know. I hate this deal. Yeah. And I it, can't stand it. And they did it instead of paying Vernon. And I know Vernon, maybe it was impossible to – Keep Vernon. I think it, once you saw what he got, they <laughs> yeah, rescinded that transition tag. It was over for Vernon. Right. It's signal that it, it's a signal that the new catch, coaching staff comes in, but nothing changes in Miami. You go get this guy, and I thought maybe on a contender with some strong leadership, you could get Mario Williams to fall in line and be motivated for a, a Super Bowl run. What's the motivation in Miami, where all they do is throw money at their problems every March and then throw a bad team out on the field in October and November? Popular opinion was wildly against all Miami moves this week which sometimes you should then go the opposite direction. But I feel like we've seen this this like fail in Miami before this type of roster building. It doesn't seem like anything's changing. When they had their version of the Dream Team a couple years ago, one issue was they were signing – they were overpaying for subpar players. Well, they, they, and they've gone out and they've done it again. This is a weird strategy that they have, which is they are trying to not exactly buy low, but buy medium – on guys that were disappointing elsewhere. So Maxwell, the you know, Byron Maxwell from Philadelphia, Kiko Alonso, and now Mario Williams. It's like they're getting these guys on the as their prices going down as their careers maybe as are going they're down. available. It, it's a yeah. weird it's a weird strategy. Allowing another team to dump salary with Kiko Alonso, a post surgery Kiko Alonso who's not seemed to be the same player, and Maxwell who was an epic bust last season. The terms of that deal, by the way, were interesting um, so Maxwell and Kiko go to Miami, and uh, the Eagles get back the number eight overall pick in the draft, uh, and the uh, Dolphins send back the number 13 overall, or the Eagles send the Dolphins the number 13 overall pick. So everyone, that's a lesson to everyone also, because I think everyone was, oh, whenever a pick's to be named later, it's never something interesting. It's pretty sexy, first-round picks involved, even yeah. though it's just like six spots or whatever. That's a, that's a good move for it's Philly, because I think they're really Howie happy. Roseman. I think they're happy to dump the salaries for nothing, and they got to move up you know, to the number eight uh, pick of the draft. And uh, you've gotten your quarterback situation settled, so you don't have to reach for a quarterback in the draft, and you can really – there are some great defensive players in this draft. Philly is Howie Roseman spot. running circles around the rest of the NFL you, right now. Mark, do you think – think Howie Roseman ever takes is or plans to take his children or future children to the archery shack uh, buried deep in the Poconos? Where <laughs> Why not? Kelly Why not show him? your like your darkest moment? Rise and grind. type. Right. Scenario. I think it's great for anyone to go through what, what Roseman went through. You know what it's like? It's like at the end of uh, Mad Men season six where Don took his two kids to the whorehouse <laughs> where he was raised. There's a <laughs> parallel. There's a parallel. And the message was strong. And it was delivered. One of the best season-ending ending scenes of all time. Yeah. That's one of the only scenes they gave his son in the last like four or five seasons. <laughs> oh, they, they, cut that guy out of, they cut that guy out of the show. Uh, here's something that broke earlier in the week, but of course we'd be remiss not to talk about it. Calvin Johnson, it's all over. Uh, the Lions announced that the um, all-pro wide receiver has decided to retire just 30 years old, uh, but 
the decision was made by Johnson that he wanted to end his career after nine seasons at age 30, and uh, he leaves with 731 career catches, uh, 11,619 yards, 83 touchdowns. Of course, he had that record-breaking season in 2012 when he had almost 2,000 yards receiving and uh, in one of those games at 329 yards. We talked about this on an NFL Network hit. I don't know. We go on NFL Network and you expect our Twitter feed to blow up. Like, guys, oh, you really did a good job. Or, guys, do better with your eye People contact. are at work. People, I, we don't I, didn't any see, pop. I didn't see a single tweet. Well, they could find a one. link to it uh, on my Facebook. Well, they're not page. trying too hard. Out. How about oh, really? That? I said that out. Good. I think you should keep shaming the listeners. Uh, but I will say that we had a discussion that we were shaming anyone who was insinuating that Calvin Johnson was not a Hall of Fame receiver. And, Wes, I'm sure you agree as a historian of the game. I, I totally agree. And when you're the most dominant player at your position for a stretch of more than two years, you're a Hall of Famer in my opinion. I, I agree. And I saw a post today you know, questioning whether he's a Hall of Famer because, you know, listing the other receivers that are around Calvin Johnson and the all-time receiving yardage. Uh, leaders, you know, he's like 25th or 26th. Football stats don't it's mean like, anything. It's like, that's not how you do it. You don't just decide what the, the leaders are. He should get more credit that he has the same amount of yards as Andre Reid or whoever these guys are in only nine seasons. Much I, he better did player it in a than short, Andre I, a, a shorter time period. Well, we all agree, but I mean, I don't think – it's not like there were hundreds of people saying – Megatron doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. There were a few here and there, but there's I mean, a post today on, on Pro Football Talk. Yeah, well, oh, well, you don't I'm read just, that site. I don't know what that is. You read around the NFL at NFL.com. You should, news. right, Greg? I, I feel, I yes, absolutely. I feel bad that it's very typical for Calvin Johnson that he slid this in right as free agency news is breaking. It kind of got overshadowed. Like, if this happened in the middle of May, we'd spend the whole show on well, it. Well, he we'd didn't even Kevin, want a press conference. We'd have a Kevin Patra, and he started his statement by apologizing uh, for making the announcement in a statement, but he just said, if, if you know me, I don't think you'd really be that surprised about it, and he just walks away. There's something cool about that. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I, th- I don't remember which one of you guys it was, but uh, Nate Burleson said, was it to you, Wes? Yeah. That oh you should tell the story since you were there. I don't really recall. Okay, I will. With, with as much I, it was a long word. week. It was a long <laughs> week. But he did say that Calvin Johnson has never been fully about football. He's other. He's had outside interests. He's a well-rounded guy and a very humble, modest kind of guy. Type of guy that can walk away. The blinds did not. So we would give on a normal show. We'd give Megatron more time, and perhaps down the line we will. We got to keep moving, guys. Well, let's say one thing. If he, okay. Megatron at his peak has to be right there with Randy Moss as the best receivers of the last 20, 30 sure. years. So how it, that that's the Hall of Fame case to me. An absolute specimen and unstoppable at his peak. Well, and one last thing. Burleson noted that what, this is a factor, too. He has been – Megatron has played through so many injuries of late that people won't even ever know about. I think that that is a contributor to leaving sooner. Do you sooner. know any of the injuries that nobody else knows about? <laughs> I did not speak personally with Burleson like Wes, so I'll, I'll Wes, allow him to journal about his encounters. High what? ankle sprains, what? knee knee injuries. Where were you more guys? Private, more fingers, private. remember his fingers? Where were you guys fingers? chatting, you and Nate? I ran into him outside the green room. Okay. You guys just hanging out there? I, I, want, I went in to swipe a Gatorade. <laughs> I want one of the, like a private injury that he wouldn't want anyone to know about. We didn't really talk injuries. Oh, okay. I made all of that up. Uh, the Lions quickly moved on, and they did it in a, in a very nice way. I mean, they got the best wide receiver in the market a day after uh, Calvin Johnson retired. Marvin Jones signs a five-year, $40 million deal. Uh, 
this is a deal that uh, includes $20 million in guarantees, 17 fully guaranteed. I don't know what it means, but I'm reading it to you. Uh, and that's $27 million over the first three years. So, mm. listen, you don't replace Calvin Johnson, but Calvin Johnson – at age 29, 30, 31, wasn't the same guy he was a couple years earlier. Now you have Marvin Jones, who isn't as good as Calvin Johnson. But Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, that's a nice one, too, for Matty Stafford. I don't I don't think it is. Oh, really? I think you're going from one of the best wide receivers of his generation to a guy who has feasted on single coverage outside of A.J. Uh. Green and is going to find a – life a lot more difficult in Detroit. How did he get so high on your top 99, Wes? Oh, you to be a wide receiver in the 2016 free agent market, just <laughs> pulling in millions. Mm. No, I think Marvin Jones is fine, but he's not a number one. It's a risky signing in terms of the money, but we like his skill set. He, it, To me, it's a boomer bust type it's of signing. second or third He's fiddle. been injured. I think he could be a good player for them. It, I mean, when Golden Tate got there, you were one of the only guys, West that, that thought I he like had Golden. the skill set to be a Didn't really Golden great Didn't Golden Tate play like a number one receiver when Johnson was out? Yeah. So maybe he's the number one, and then you got a number two in Marvin Jones. Possibly. Or you got a, you know two number twos. That's better than a lot of teams have. It's not that bad. I'd take it. Matthew Stafford, though, might. It might <laughs> we'll, be we'll get to you, Mark. Getting... We're going to get to the yeah, we'll get... a little bit later. It might be a little bit of a reckoning for Matthew Stafford, though, without, without Megatron there. Yeah. Uh, another big move, another huge move. Number one, in fact, on your top 99 list, guys, was Malik Jackson, the uh, Brown, uh, Broncos defensive lineman. He signs a huge deal uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Six years, $90 million, $42 million in guarantees, which is second uh, only to Olivier Vernon. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, uh, in terms of guaranteed money. So Malik Jackson goes uh, from Denver, the reigning Super Bowl champion, to Jacksonville, a team perpetually trying to be competitive. Uh, they also signed Bruce Irvin, uh, correct? No, the Raiders did. The, really? The Raiders did sign Bruce Irvin. Oh, they, were, they were a candidate for Irvin. The oh. Jaguars. Uh, I'm having my own ESPN 2 moment. They were, oh, they were after Vernon, too. The Jaguars signed Chris Ivory, as you mentioned before, so that's mm -hmm. a big-time move. And then they signed Tashawn Gibson just now yeah. as we were coming yeah. up to the studio, the former So many you know, happenings, you know, comings and goings. Oh, those can't are, be perfect, guys. No, no, can't ask to be. I mean, Malik, Malik Jackson, he's going to have a – I, mean, I guess it's like, I almost you almost need to forget about the money a little bit right now. It's like they have all the money that they can to spend. It's not it's if I'm a Jaguars fan, it's not your money. You're just rooting on the team, and there, it's not like they're gonna run out of cap space. That the Jaguars they're trying to get that Jack that defense better. And Malik Jackson, maybe he's not gonna be a premier player. He's not a Pro Bowl player. He wasn't even a starter in 2014. So it's a risky move. And but playing he's in a different system. You put him and Dante Fowler together, you're suddenly well. It's a lot it's better. Less risky than if you're the Jaguars doing nothing. Where you yeah. talk about another GM and a coach that they, the owner on down, said this is a you've got to go out and turn it, turn the ship around this and, year. And it starts on defense. Their offense has a lot going on. And think about how much money they had to spend and how serious they are about spending it. Well, they, they almost got Vernon who ended up getting $50 million from the Giants guaranteed, and they already had Malik. So they were willing probably to drop like 80, mil 80 to $90 million in guaranteed money on two guys for their defensive line. I think it's fair to point out that it's not your money if you're the fans, and you do need to upgrade talent because you can't get enough talent purely from the draft. But it's also fair to point out there's a reason why these players are available, which is why I'm more negative on these 
signings than maybe you would expect. But Malik Jackson isn't going to have DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller yep. coming off the edge. He's not going to have Derek Wolf next to him right now. I think it's fair to wonder how he's going to deal with double teams. And, and, yeah, everybody always says, well, it's not your money, but also but it's your team. And if you support this team and this guy ends up being massively overpaid, it bangs your team that you root for for years to come until they can figure out a way to get out from under. Well, here's, but, so it does matter how much You make a great point, though, because the problem with free agency is you take someone who's thriving in a system with talent around him, and then you go put him in a completely different defense, probably a lacking defense, because it's typically your lesser teams that are going to swing for the fence. They're a terrible defense. Well, specifically Jacksonville, yeah, but in a lot of teams, it's even Adamic and Sue, move him to the Dolphins. It's Malik Jackson to Jacksonville, and you're asking them to be the same player with so much less talent around them? It's not going to happen? Well, the thing that I think's been – a little underrated is there's you know there's a salary floor. These teams, the Jaguars and the Raiders, have to spend their money this year more than ever. They're, so why now not they spend can, them on good players? Right, but they can spend it on themselves. I, I mean, there's only so the it's free agent point, the free agent list the free agent list though isn't that isn't that great? I mean, this is the top guy we had on our list. Real quick on Chris Ivory, I thought that was the most surprising signing I've seen so far. He got way more money than I expected for one of the most injury prone running backs of the past half decade. And they drafted T.J. Yeldon, who was drawing Le'Veon Bell comparisons as a three-down back. Huh. Maybe they just see Yeldon as a guy who can't handle physically 20. I, I think they were game. talking about Yeldon, too, as someone in the red zone that they don't necessarily trust. Chris. Right, and Ivory's that guy. And, and when you already have signed a, a power back in free agency – like Toby Gerhardt, and that move worked out so well. Got it. You just got to double it. up. Do it again <laughs> with Ivory. Chris Ivy, obviously a, a, a upgrade over Gerhardt, who is uh, going to be released. But I will say this as a Jets fan: one of the great teases in all my history of fandom of a Jet fan, <laughs> uh, the guy, and I tweeted this. There were times where he literally looked like Marshawn Lynch Jr. And and you, absolutely, you could talk yourself into, "Wow, this guy is like one of the best three running backs in the league, maybe," because uh, he would, could be that dominant. And then two weeks later, you'd have this slug in the backfield that couldn't get two yards and was limping off the field. Let me ask you this. What did the Jets pay for him? Uh, next to nothing. I couldn't that's tell you. What I, that's what I mean. The Jets but, got him at a great deal. The Jaguars are overpaying. And they're setting him up for, I think, success in terms of not giving him the load. I mean, he's got to share the ball with Yeldon, you would think. Yeah, 50-50 and maybe even Denard Robinson. A lot of his injuries are just hamstrings. I mean, it's not like they're contact injuries. Um, well, since we're talking about the Jets in their backfield, why don't we now move on to who they have replaced Chris Ivory with? He is a uh, former Pro Bowl running back with the Chicago Bears. He is uh, Matt Forte. Sandwich proposition update. Yes, guys. The- I didn't get one, by the way, for Vernon, buddy. I because guess you're not Dan. Technically, I haven't won it Wait, for sure. Wait, what was it? Guaranteed. Well, get the most you know guaranteed you money. Can, you can call for it, by the way. Okay, I'm calling for it. Olivier Vernon, top 55 million guaranteed. I guess it's possible. It's someone, not over yet. Someone could do it, but that one is looking good, baby. All right, so you said Olivia Vernon, Olivia, Olivier. That's why I call Ollie. Ollie. <laughs> Ollie Vernon gets the most guaranteed money in free agency. Dan, Mark, and Sheck all took you up on that. That could be three sandwiches. That looks pretty wow. good. We we had a good day as a room, like in terms of. Picking some tough ones. But can I tell you something? This Mark, Matt Forte no- <laughs> news. You know what this was? And Mark, Mark hates when anybody brings attention to themselves. Mark, just let me enjoy this, okay? I've said nothing. It is Exactly. This it is, is one the of the hottest tracks in America right now, Mark. Get Roll it the back. Program. <laughs> Does this guy ever produce this is another actually song? Only on Young t- Monday character? It's only on title right now. It's so hot. 
This is one of the rare, uh, I don't know if it's ever happened, by the way, in Go Get Your Lunch, the rare Grand Slam uh, sandwich win. I got four sandwiches off this. I got it from everybody in the room, which was Wes, or excuse me, Mark, Greg, and Sheck, and Handsome Hank, who happened to duck in at the right time. So <laughs> let's talk Matt Forte, though. I'm very excited about those sandwich wins. 5-0, and oh, by the way, right now, my picks. Um, uh, you just got to call out these things. It's a competition. Um, Forte is a very nice addition. Um, I think he will be that third wide re- or the thir- third receiver that uh, Fitzpatrick. Hopefully, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is still there, I'm about a seven and a half at the P scale right now, guys. My pants are getting Thank a little soaked. <laughs> I got my diaper on. Uh, there's some uh, teams out there that need a quarterback. And mine threw 31 touchdowns last year. I'm a little nervous. Uh, so I'm about seven and a half to eight in the P scale. <laughs> Not the first time Fitzpatrick's ever had his own team's fans worried. <laughs> Get me some adult <laughs> diapers just in case. Uh, but uh, Bilal Paul stepped up at the end of the year who they're trying to keep and was a great receiver for them and a guy that made some things happen. Forte is going to have, going to throw it out there, at least 80 catches for the Jets this year. Well, what, he's two years removed from having 100 catches? Yeah, and he's got he's 30 years old. I, like I said last week on the pod, I think he could be that Ladanian Tomlinson uh, Jets player like Rex Ryan had. You get one really good year, maybe a year where he's in clear decline, then he's gone. But like I said, especially if they can get Ryan Fitzpatrick here uh, back in the building, they're a win-now team, despite what Lindsey Rhodes had to say uh, last <laughs> week. What did uh, she say? She said, when I, I predicted this as a move that should happen, and she said, well, Matt Forte wouldn't go there. He wants to go to a team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl. It's kind of how I feel. I agree with Lindsey. Yeah, well, whatever, bro. Good, good move. One of my favorite players of all time. Ooh. Because he went to Tulane. Well, sure. But the most, and a fun player to watch. The most yards from scrimmage since he entered the league in 2008. I think he's always, of late, been overlooked, too. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. He had a chance to go to the Packers. Well, there was whispers that the Packers and him could have been a match but I like the Chan Gailey in the in the Forte Chan Gailey partnership here. Why not? Jets suddenly look at the offense they had two years ago compared to now. It's a lot better than Greg. <laughs> yeah. One of your favorite players of all time. <laughs> now playing in East Rutherford. It doesn't take away the Super Bowl titles. They're gonna, they're gonna. Foxborough wiped from human earth. And by the way, they'll sign Bilal Powell, and he'll get 1,200 yards and beat the Jets in a couple times. Probably. Uh, in other running back news, here's somebody who got paid. Doug Martin agrees to a five-year deal with the Buccaneers. Uh, muscle hamster doesn't like to be called that, but he does like to be called a duggernaut. What does that mean, by the way? He's like a juggernaut, but with a D. Oh, that's stupid. I thought at first it was like an astronaut. That's what I thought too. No, no. it's just stupid. or a cosmonaut. No, it's just stupid. The Duggar not. Well, no, you guys are missing missing. His name is Doug, so it's like a play on words. Oh, uh, Greg, Greg's now cracked the case. Wait, he honestly he backs that nickname. I know. Well, if your original nickname was Muscle Hamster, Which you'd probably sign great. off on anything. Well, you wouldn't want to be called. That. I'm not sure I'd settle Speak on for yourself. Uh, you want me to call you that? Nick? Yes. All right, I'm going to sign off the show calling you Muscle Hamster. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Doug Martin got paid by the Bucks. Uh, this is a deal worth five years, uh, $35.75 million, $15 million guaranteed. Uh, he can make up to $42.5 million. He never will, of course. But 26 years old, uh, coming off uh, really a tremendous season. He averaged almost five yards a carry, 1,400 yards. Um, that coming off uh, uh, two years where he averaged less than four yards a carry. So he really 
uh, picked an amazing time to get his career back in, in check, and now he is one of the highest-paid running backs in the game. It made sense to me all along that this would be what happened. Mark mentioned guys who are great fits for their schemes where they are originally, and Dirk Cutter went to bat for him last offseason, saved his job, and he had a career year in that offense. Why leave? It's also almost underrated how good he was. I thought he was yeah, the best th- running back th- in the NFL. That's what I was saying. I was talking about it on uh, Damashek's podcast. Just it's like I don't, th- I don't think people watch the Bucks a ton, but it's like he was great. Well, I don't think he was. I don't think that was missed on this podcast though, because he he and Charles Sims, the combination got a lot of attention. And when you have Jameis Winston at quarterback, I love the move to not have to go try to suddenly find another featured back. Because Sims was not going to be – Sims would never have played that role. They they fit together well, and your young quarterback has a great backfield to work with. In other news, let's move to the Oakland – unless somebody has something else to say, Doug. No, let's, right, let's move on. Let's keep moving. Bruce Irvin. You know, I, I made a, a hugely embarrassing error early in the show, and I'm, I deeply regret uh, <laughs> my comments earlier that Bruce Irvin signed – What a misstep. With the Jacksonville Jaguars. I blew it. Uh, but he actually is uh, signing with the Oakland Raiders, who um, are locking up the former Seahawks linebacker. Um, he was ranked fifth in the top 99 free agents uh, of around the NFL. So you get Irvin, and now you get to pair Irvin with Khalil Mack. I know there are concerns, <clears throat> Mark, that – uh, Bruce Irvin would go to a team where he needed to be like the man. Uh, but in Oakland, he doesn't have to be like the face of that defense. Maybe this is a good spot for him. I, I think it is. I mean, you you mentioned Mac. That's They have complementary pieces there. The Raiders still need more on that defense. But listen, Reggie McKenzie, who was just getting lashed by all of us a couple of years ago. He, he had it coming. He, well, he did then, but what they were doing a couple of years ago was massively overpaying for players well past their prime and trying to tell us that Matt Schaub was just up there with Manning and Phillip Rivers and AFC West. <laughs> Utter, complete nonsense from a PR angle. And what the Raiders have done since is, I think, with a couple of solid drafts, they had high picks and they hit on them. That helps. You hit on a quarterback in Derek Carr, and now this kind of thing is a, you're adding strength to a, a good nucleus. Raiders are on the way up. The Raiders also, oh no, I wasn't looking forward to this, have uh, signed uh, guard slash tackle Kaleche Osemele. Did I get it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, it's good. Bang to a deal. Uh, this is a contract worth a maximum of $60 million, So they get a, a, somebody they needed, uh, a Semele, who can – I guess they could play him in, in one of two spots. I believe he was a guard last year. Uh, but they they strengthen their offensive line. So not only uh, do they get a pass rusher, they improve their protection uh, for Derek Carr. Well, if you go by our rankings, they, they were – the big winners in terms of the top of the rankings. Two of our top five players there, Bruce Irvin and Osemele. <laughs> what a weak free agent crop. Yeah, well, that was also after some of the franchise tag guys got taken out. I think we might have overrated Irvin a little bit. One thing I saw with Irvin is everyone's like, well, they got their, their second, you know, they got their bookend pass rusher for Khalil Mack. It's like, that's not Bruce Irvin at all. He, no. He's a versatile sort of, you can play him in a variety of different roles. He he's can good stop the run. the run. He can do a little yeah. bit of everything. Well, he's he's not he... like a great pure pass rusher. He hasn't, at, he hasn't been at the pro level. Well, let's see what he does in another system. Seattle's 
Seattle's linebackers don't rush the passer. The one thing that worried me a little bit with him is that, you know, the Seahawks maybe just didn't fit their scheme and that was that was that. Well, hold, by the, the way, Seahawks this valued... is a similar scheme. This is this That's is true. Ken Norton Jr.'s right. former linebackers coach. That's why they valued six other guys on their defense before they valued him. I mean, because six of those guys got long-term contracts and they never really Six tried. studs. Right. They never tried to sign Irvin long. But it, Mark's right. You go you guys are all right about this. The Raiders have to spend to get to the salary floor. At least get players on their second contracts who are good players. They're a fun team. It is hard to be a defending Super Bowl champion because everybody wants to get paid and everyone's in the spotlight in a good way. So, and, you know, the Broncos are learning this. Brock Osweiler out the door. Malik Jackson out the door. Danny Trevathan also out the door. He signs a uh, four-year deal with the Chicago Bears, uh, reuniting him with John Fox, his former coach in Denver, uh, also, fi- f- during the Fox regime, that's when Trevathan was drafted. So, nice little fit. It looks like for both sides. Uh, right, Greg? I like this move. Trevathan was a guy who was surprised that the Broncos just sort of accepted that he was going to leave. Maybe they just, you have to make priorities. But now that they know that they weren't going to keep Jackson, that they weren't going to keep Oswell, maybe they could have spent some of that money on Trevathan. I like him. I like him, too. He can... He's a guy who can stop the run and cover running backs and tight ends out of the backfield, which you need to do in today's NFL. Talk about a team that needs everything on their defense. I mean, they're, they were in worse shape than the Giants. They have no experience, no good names on defense. And they signed – I like to see the details on this, but the weirdest deal I saw all day was Tracy Porter getting $16 million over three years. That was, that was crazy. On, that was from the Bears. They have a de- good defensive coordinator, though. Yeah, I think they did great. Angio is – Fangio will do well with Trevathan. I think they did great last year overall on both sides of the ball considering the talent on their team. I think they overachieved, especially on defense. Mark, more like Vic Fantastic. <laughs> he is definitely <laughs> high in my... <laughs> what a guy. Oh, Greg. Greg, you... Greg has a giant, like, murky-looking coffee next to him. You got to put that down, bro. I can't tell you what that looks like to me without getting kicked... The podcast uh, FCC would have an issue with it. Uh, that being Brandon. All right, moving on. So Sam Bradford signed uh, that new deal with the Eagles, and everybody's like, oh, why'd they give him all that money? And I guess they still believe in him. Well, we'll see how much they really believe in him because the Eagles did something interesting on Wednesday. They signed uh, Doug Peterson's boy, Chase Daniel, to a three-year, $21 million deal. and um, And I don't see the – guaranteed money in our post here, but I know that uh, it was substantial and it was not backup type money. So uh, then I, I don't know if it was Burt Breer, but I heard uh, whispers that or a report that this is going to be a real competition, which is strange, uh, Chris Wessling, because uh, you give Sam Bradford a lot of money and a prove it deal, essentially. And you, you don't give guys prove it deals and a lot of money and then maybe not give them the starting job. It just feels like a big old mess where they're hedging their bets. Strange like a fox. <laughs> Come on, Hallie Roseman, get on board. Look, you, you can't – Sam Bradford, you can try to pay him like a franchise quarterback, but Hallie Roseman knows if you have Sam Bradford, you can't trust him to play like a franchise quarterback or to stay healthy, so you have to have a really good backup or a and competitor. I did, I did forget that we're talking about Chase Montana. I'm sorry. Right. I, it, I think Howie Roseman realized the Chase train is leaving the station. Get on board. This guy's got to be winning multiple Super Bowls. And well, MVP. yeah, and these things didn't happen on the same day. I mean, they didn't know if they would get Chase Daniel. And now, after what's happened in Denver, you could always trade Sam Bradford. 
you could train Sam Bradford to a couple different teams. I don't know who's going to fall for that, but we've seen in the last 24 hours there are a lot of dumb maybe teams. Maybe Denver will panic. Who knows? But, I mean, if you're Denver, maybe Sam Bradford isn't the worst. I'd love what are you going to go after? It's virtually unprecedented of a move for the Eagles to sign a guy to an $18 million a year contract and then say he's battling to start for the job. And then who knows if he even gets traded, that would be even more unprecedented, but I love it all. Howie Roseman runs this team like a, an aggressive fantasy. league. You love ratios, right? Oh yeah. The leash to salary ratio here is unprecedented. (laughs) That there you go. That is the type of ratio I'm looking at. Dan, all I'm saying, I know your money ball. I know you don't believe in Chase Daniel. All I'm saying is, given Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, and I would take him easily over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, I guess. I mean, so why never seen? Well, he'll he'll play. Sam Bradford's been in the league since what? Oh nine, ten or ten. He's only started 60 games twice, so history will say that Chase Daniel will be starting some games for the Eagles. I'm not convinced Bradford is even on this roster. Interesting. By the draft. Well, he would have to be. He would have to be traded, correct? They can't get out of the deal, right? Yeah, I think they, he, I think he's a trade candidate. He was a trade candidate last year. How many teams? He's going to go make $40 million for CVS. How many teams could go for him? Yeah, how many teams would be sincerely interested the Niners, at that salary? The Niners, the Broncos, the Browns. There's some. Oh, you would hate that. I don't. I would, but I don't think the salary think is for some salary. of these teams. The salary isn't that big of a deal for him. I agree. It's a. It's short, not that long of a. It's contract. a short contract. Yeah. He might have done better looking at this free agent market. I mean, if Brock Osweiler gets four for seventy-two, I would think Sam Bradford could get more. Uh, another Howie Mania news: uh, Rod, uh, Rodney McCloyd, uh, the uh, safety, uh, former Ram safety, got a five-year, thirty-seven million deal. Seventeen million guaranteed. Don't have a ton of knowledge on Rodney myself. If you guys want to jump in, have at it. I believe he's McLeod. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> let's that's start where there. You, yeah, that's where your lack of information starts. That's fine. Greg liked this guy. I know he. Well, Wes forgot to rank him, and I was like, I had him in my top thirty or forty, and apparently the Eagles did too. Greg Williams, who. Uh, doesn't get a lot of publicity. He gets his. I know. This, well, yes, he does. Well, not anymore. <laughs> that it. This won't be a consolation to Rams fans, but if you're a, a defensive back and you want to get paid, play for Greg Williams. He just got Rodney McLeod, Janoris Jenkins, and Tremaine Johnson. Monster bucks. Yeah. It's true. And it's not like people last year were like, watch out for that Rams secondary. Like, they're the best secondary league. We talked they about had their underrated They secondary. had their best secondary in a long time, but I think these guys get paid because they hit. Well, it doesn't hurt to have a fantastic front seven in front of you, or at least defensive line. Philadelphia does not mess around. Uh, they also got Nigel Bradham, who's reunited with Jim Schwartz. I like that signing, too. They have Brandon Brooks, who is not a well-known guy, but was in our top 60, a guard for the Texans, who's a starter and got big money. Leotis McKelvin got a little uh, scratch. They also got Ronald Brooks. They're cornering the market on Brooks. They are they are active. Okay. Um, by the way, just so everyone knows, so we can get an official, the pronunciation of Rodney's name is... Jairus Bayard. Jairus Bayard. In other news, Charles Johnson, uh, you know, got cut, released by the Panthers uh, last week. Uh, Dave Gettleman went as far as to have a a nice little goodbye, um, you know, press release where he thanked him for all his work. Clearly seemed like the end of the road, but he ends up going back to the Panthers. He he met with some teams, including uh, the Giants, and he was offered uh, up to double uh, the three million one year deal he ended up taking to stay in Carolina. The Bucks and Giants both offered him uh, double the amount of money the Panthers offered him. Uh, but Charles Johnson stays home, 
uh, 29 years old, ranked 28 in our top 99 countdown his quote it's not about the money carolina is home and i wouldn't have been happy if i went somewhere else he told josina anderson of espn i bet the giants wish they would have kept dave gettleman bargain <laughs> of the offseason and the, he, he watches the giants go pay 80 million for ollie vernon and he gets charles johnson back for three. hey wait a second I, how I, many I, rings does dave gettleman have as a gm and how many rings how many does Dave Gittleman have as a front office executive for the Giants? Same as Jerry Reese. <laughs> One. That's the that's the deal of the offseason. People say, you know, it's not about the money. He really showed it. I mean, he passed up $6 million or something for the, the Bucks. I would rather have Charles Johnson than Mario Williams, wouldn't you? And he's cheaper. And he's 29. Well, I would because of the price year. tag especially. No, even, even if they were the same. I, I kind of don't get this one. Why well, I wonder kid? if maybe he's at the age where he's got kids in school, he's got a foundation sure. in Carolina, and that helps. I mean, I don't know what his situation is. but I um, Now that we know that I successfully brought back the Dean scream, <laughs> yeah, that, you just got me thinking, maybe it's time to bring back Show Me the Money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if that ever totally left. What about the Quan? Well, yeah, I mean, not yeah. Show me the money. Yeah, still I don't kind think of show me is not going underground. Quite but in enough. like the 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 Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, inflection, like that uh, that excited, hmm. pumped up. Show me the money, Jerry. Maybe you can just take your talents to South Beach. You're still my agent. Hangs up on him. It's it is a possibility, Dan. Let's explore it if you choose to. Okay. Uh, moving on, the San Diego Chargers doing some business. Travis Benjamin, former Browns uh, deep threat, signs a four-year, $24 million deal, uh, 26 years old, uh, had a career-high 68 catches for 966 yards and five touchdowns last year in Cleveland, You know, and, and that's pretty good production considering uh, Cleveland's quarterback uh, room. And now he is a Phillip Rivers receiver, so that, that that group is looking pretty good because they also re-signed Antonio Gates. I don't know how much more Gates has left in the tank, but he always seems to uh, find his way in the end zone every year when he can be on the field. He gets a two-year, $12 million deal, so add it all up. You got Keenan Allen, you got Travis Benjamin, you got Antonio Gates, you have uh, Spice Racks boy maybe having a bounce-back season in the backfield, and you got Phillip Rivers, and maybe, just maybe, the San Diego Chargers can be a competitive team in their potentially final year in San Diego. Greg has a really sour look on his face. Yeah, say that. still hard to get excited about. I, I'm with you. Travis Just Benjamin's not moving the meter for me. I like Travis Benjamin. No, I, like I thought that too. was a good fit because they pure they re, they needed pure speed. Basically, on that replaced offense. Eddie Royal, who used to be there. Well, the only thing He's I'd a much say about version of Eddie Royal. Benjamin did not have Keenan Allen on his offense last year. I mean, people would just line up knowing he half the time he was the only weapon on the field, and he helps their special teams. He's a good return man. Right. Um, moving on, let's talk the. Uh, Cleveland Browns and Sashi, of course, big, big time, uh, big time offseason for Sashi as they attempt to uh, rebuild that team. It's starting off a little slowly. Uh, first of all, Alex Mack, the center, um, who opted out of his deal with Cleveland, kept his options open, was speaking uh, as if he was interested in staying with Cleveland and liked the new regime. He ends up taking a five-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. So Alex Mack, the center, is gone, uh, had been a big-time player for them, for the Browns, for several years. Uh, they also, the Browns, had 
had been working out a deal with right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. I know, uh, Mark, you're a fan of Schwartz. You had brought him up in the weeks leading up to free agency. He uh, leaves the team because the Browns kind of pulled out of negotiations, so he goes and signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, finally, um, and this was just a news item involving the Browns, uh, Johnny Manziel, who was wi- it was widely believed he'd be released as soon as uh, 2006 league, 16 league business began. Uh, he'll probably still be released this week, but he's still a member of the Browns. So uh, essentially nothing happened involving the Cleveland Browns, Mark. Uh, so your thoughts? Well, I think it's, I mean, you know, free agency brings out the worst in any fan base where there's just nothing happening. And I get that if you're the Packers. I think Browns fans just desperately wanted to see. This front office has been crowed about as being, you know, they're all from Harvard, they're super smart, they're going to do things differently. Well, differently just looks like complete inaction today, and it seems to me, from what we were hearing from what Michael Silver was hearing and what other people were hearing, was that Sashi and the front office were a little bit over their heads in this whole thing, that they... They didn't quite – the agents were complaining about how negotiations were going and to pull the contract off of Mitchell Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz, his brother, basically said that he couldn't have been happier to see him go to the Chiefs after the nonsense that he endured during these negotiations. I don't know what that means, but Cleveland basically lost a Pro Bowler in Mac. I don't think Gibson is a true Pro Bowler, but he made the Pro Bowl. But listen, Travis Benjamin off a wide receiving group that has literally nothing left at this point and – you also lose, you know, half your offensive line, and you're going to draft a rookie a quarterback. Best, they lost a lot of their best players. Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only. You are a factory of sadness! Uh, you know what? You know, Mark doesn't like hearing that. Well, that was clearly planned before what? the show, so what? thank you very what? much. But That was a very angry look by Mark there. Well, I'm not angry. I just I think at this point, Browns fans, you have to look at this roster and say it is a complete rebuild the 1999 roster is not much worse than this roster. I don't think it's a huge deal that you lose a bunch of good, your best players off of what's a bad team anyways, but I do think it's disappointing that you extended yourself to keep Mac, and he chose to go to Atlanta and Kyle Shanahan for a tiny bit less money. It's not really the less money thing that, that bothers me. Oh, that, you know, well, it's, it's more guaranteed. It's, it's more just instead. that he decided to go. You know, He kind of had two options. He decides to go there. So that hurts because they really did want to keep him. And then the Mitchell Schwartz thing, just hearing that you pulled the offer when it was high, but he kind of wanted to stay in Cleveland, and that ends up just it's, – that, it's that one's weird. I don't Mike know what Silver it is. almost had a meltdown on our airwaves today because obviously he's close with Hugh Jackson, so you could tell he was – Fired up and and you know all kidding aside, Mark, like this isn't happening again, is it? Is this uh, are we in a situation where the Browns are in over their heads with their new new? I have game? no idea. I mean, I I I think that probably you know if you want to read through all the white noise, that probably Hugh Jackson has to be a little bit surprised with what happened today. I don't think that's how he thought this was going to play out. They talked about, you can't say it's a big priority. Any bad team saying we're going to re-sign our own guys, we're going to groom our own draft picks, and then you let all these people walk. Jabal Sheard walked last year, and no one can blame any of these players for going. It, you're leaving a toxic situation to a, to greener pastures, but you did not. You had a plan, you didn't get it done, bottom line. I agree. It looks, from your point of view, it has to look like Hugh Jackson might have asked to keep these guys and it didn't get whoever works above him didn't get it done but also it's disappointing that they've been leaking stories or the all the stories out of Cleveland have been these guys want to play for Hugh and now a lot of them are leaving Mm -hmm. it's also day one of free agency and 
like a lot That's of times true. people love the Browns after some moves they make of free agency. It's like, let's just see how the, you know, you just don't know. I mean, the, the teams that didn't do anything today are some of the best teams in the league. The and, Seahawks, the Packers, oh, you're right, the Patriots. You're right. So let, let's see how it goes. Who knows? These weren't exactly the, the 27 Yankees players. They're no, it wasn't. No. Yeah. Who knows if it's even true? What was what's out there widely thought that the Browns wanted to keep all these guys. I'm sure, you know, these teams have their, I don't agendas. think they, they don't share Gibson. everything. Like, you know, yeah. who knows? Maybe they, hated the roster, and they're like, we are gutting this thing, and it's a complete rebuild. Yeah, I so think we don't need to keep these guys in the building. You're exactly right, and like other bad teams, when a new regime comes in, you have a lot of mistakes to try to overcome from the past regimes, and the more you hear about what happened last year and the year before, I mean, it's going to take time. You don't want to do a patch job if you're the Cleveland. There's no way to do a patch yeah. job. I mean, the hole is bigger than a patch. Sandwich proposition update. Mark, you had Alex Mack signing with the Jaguars. Uh, he went to the Falcons, so that cost you three sandwiches. And I Oof. think that wraps up our sandwich props for uh, day one. Finally, in the news. <laughs> Jeff Cumberland's time with the New York Jets is over. The uh, <laughs> tight end who uh, for many years was my favorite player uh, on the Jets. His ability to, um, despite his size and lack of speed, uh, he was able to shake free in big spots, uh, secure the ball for up to 11 yards uh, gains uh, after, you know, not break a lot of tackles, but his ability just to be a guy in the middle, taken out of the offense almost entirely by Chan Gailey. Um, So now he's out the door clear a little cap space. So I just want to say, uh, you know, the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. Jeff Cumberland, sweet, sweet Cumbie. Stay forever young. Yeah, well, that just means that Sam Bradford will always be locked into the lowest production to publicity ratio on this podcast. <laughs> I can't wait till the Jets' career is over. Yeah, I can't wait till the Jets re-sign him at a lower cost, like yeah. three weeks from now. Oh, and it, it, it come be if you if you happen to listen to the podcast because you get mentioned somewhere, you will. Yeah, <laughs> Dan's never gonna mention you again. It's over. Well, I mean, listen, if this is the end, and usually if Rod Stewart gets played, it's the end. Um, <laughs> that, by the way, there was. I wish I could say who it was somebody on Twitter. Uh, mentioned that song should be playing on this day, and I said, "Wow, that's appropriate." Get some late period rod. Way involved. to go, somebody on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to steal that guy's idea, although I did. <laughs> you um, just appropriated it. It is what it is. Um, now, so Godspeed, Jeff Cumberland, sweet Cumby. Uh, now we'll end the show with a speed round because we have still stuff to get to here, but we got to go. I mean, this is getting shecky in the length of the show. Uh, but we had so much to the hit, biggest of news day of the year. Absolutely. So there's nothing, far. nothing to be ashamed of here. But I talked with Brandon before the show to make sure we get through the speed round as quickly as possible. I asked him to pick a song from our uh, music library that costs no money and just to play that underneath. And that's how long we have to complete this speed round. I said, listen, pick a song that's obnoxious, too, that really wants we want to get out of here. So once the song starts, we'll begin the speed round. You, by the way, uh, Irishman, just let us know uh, when the song's kind of halfway over. So we'll have to know. We got to keep moving, guys. Basically, is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, all right. Whenever the song begins, we begin speed round. The Chiefs lose two draft picks for ta- tampering with Jeremy Macklin last year, guys. They lose a 2016 third rounder, 2017 sixth round 
anti-tampering policy, Greg. That's a pretty significant loss. Slap on the wrist. How, third round pick. Patriots is a first lose a first runner for throwing a about, slightly deflated football. Give how about Doug break. Peterson's new team? Banging his old team. Very naughty, Kansas City. Shame on you. At least you weren't pumping in fake crowd noise, though. Sp- speaking of banging, this song is kind of banging. I'm, not, I'm in on it. Moving on, Kobe Fleener, the former Colts tight end. Indianapolis decided to choose Dwayne Allen, Wes's boy, over Kobe Fleener. So he goes and he signs uh, with the Saints, replacing Ben Watson, who signed with the Ravens. A good spot for uh, Kobe Fleener, isn't it, Wes? I'm not wild about Kobe Fleener. He's a soft player. He doesn't catch <laughs> balls when anybody's near him. And I'm, I like Dwayne Allen much better. One of the great punching bags of PFF, by the way. Um, moving on, Richie Incognito is uh, remaining in Buffalo on a three-year deal. Richie Incognito, Mark, you wrote the post. Your thoughts on Richie coming all the way back. No memory writing the post, but I will tell you that, um, you know, we talk about fits. This is one of the few places that seem to be a good fit for Incognito. Nice job, Rex Ryan. Keep bringing in those all-stars. Greg, help me out with this name. George. George Oloka. George Oloka and the Bengals reach a five-year contract, uh, $30 million with the safety per source and form of the deal. You know what? Mark, the Bengals, they do a great job keeping their guys in-house. Halfway. Well, you know, with Mike Zimmer trying Whoa, to sign really? every single Bengals player, this was a five million top dollars guaranteed. This is one of the f- top five bargains of free agency. He's Mike, a great player. Mike Wallace has been cut. The Minnesota Vikings released the wide receiver after one miserable season. Never a good fit. A burner deep guy, maybe on the other side. And Teddy Bridgewater can't throw downfield. That was never going to work, right, Wes? Wasn't going to work. Go play for the Ravens. Take Tory Smith's old job. Oh, oh, banged in a big spot by Chris Wessling. Taba Wasn't Ali. Banged at all. Okay. Taba Ali agrees to a three-year deal with the Chiefs. He stays home, Greg. Derek Johnson did as well. Very Chiefs-like free agency. Just kind of stay on the tracks. More tampering. Speaking of the Bengals, and I wish I put these back. Good job by the Chiefs, by the way. Oh, yeah, they kept Jay Howard, too. One of my favorites during this show. That's going to cost us. That was too much, Greg. Better hurry. Cornerback uh, Pac-Man Jones, three-year deal. He stays with the Bengals. Great news for strip clubs in Cincy. Matt Hasselbeck retires. He joins ESPN. I thought he's been on ESPN for like 10 years. That's his brother. Haloti Nada is back to the Lions on a two-year deal. He was, of course, Sue's replacement last year. Mark. Don't care. And finally, Matt Schaub back to the Falcons. Mark, with the final word. How much time do we have? Why does this person still have an employment situation? Because if you're a backup quarterback that people like, you stick around. It's not 2010, Kyle Shanahan. Have a heart. It's a homecoming. Schaub to Atlanta is one of the great uh, stories in NFL history. Go shine John Beck while you're at it. And we're out. We did it. Hit all the news. How about that? Was that was perfect. Perfect. Hit the post. I kind of like that. was almost like a Daft Punk song, like a knockoff. Well, Arjun and I were like, you know what? What kind of song should we get? And I was like, I'm going to go disco. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's play out with that song, too, in a couple seconds. Sorry. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, great job today, guys. A lot of news. The day's not over. Good show. Of course, I wish we could all just leave and just head out. I'm leaving. To the watering hole. Uh, you know, we wish we could leave with you, Mark, but Wes and I have to hang back. Greg, you have to do boss activities. Uh, what we learned. Well. What we learned post. Make sure you check that. Wes, Greg's writing it every day, the what we learned from free agency. This is the big day Wednesday. We will be back tomorrow. Friday. Friday. We'll back Friday. We'll be back on Friday, and we will do our winners and losers of uh, free agency week. And uh, we'll have some fun while we do it, guys. Because that's the thing about the show. You got your news. And you got your analysis. And you got your mirth. 
and you got your friendship. You got your disco. You got your disco. Mm. So that's it. Mirth Vader. What a combo. Mirth Vader. Not to be confused with. Never mind. This is Dan <laughs> Hansen. for the watering hole. Uh, signing off for Quiet Storm, the Muscle Hamster, <laughs> the Mailman. You can't call me that. Patrick's going to take offense. That's true. I can't believe, by the way, Patrick uses a whiteboard and writes down slice <laughs> said on the show. I'm still not over that yet. The Boss and the Irishman behind the glass. Beautiful work today, Brent. You're really to go. at opening on, on Mount Rushmore, producer Mount Rushmore. We're starting to just, in pencil, Get the craftsman. Yeah. You know how long it took to build Mount Rushmore? Or to carve Mount Rushmore? Well, it's not a real thing. Mm. Uh, we will back I want to know. But how long? I don't know. But Come on, many, mailman. <laughs> over a decade. Till Friday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Come. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.